listening to the Food Talk Show. Hi there, my name is Sue Nelson and for the next half hour or so we're going to be talking about all things drink, not food. Yeah, no food. No food, no. So um, I'm joined by my fellow presenter Ollie Lloyd, Head of Client Solutions at Hearst Publications and founder of Great British Chefs. Hey. Hello. It's nice to have a drink, drink only day. Do you know? Yeah, we haven't we haven't had any alcohol for a couple of weeks. We haven't. We I haven't. Think, I think it's like dry twenty twenty or something. <laughs> I mean, this could be a long year. It's because I'm growing this trend. It's because I'm eventually growing up. Really? It's taken me a while. I highly recommend you not doing that. <laughs> okay then. I won't. Um, I mean, the, the world is complicated enough without actually trying to take on board yeah. the complexity. Yeah. Of it okay. I know. In I know. All its, I know. So you remember we did uh, coffee last week? We did. Because we had Bird and Wild, a guy. We did. Uh, Bird and Wild. We're doing coffee again. And Marley, don't forget Bob Marley. Oh yeah, Bob Marley. Marley. Uh, we're doing coffee again. We're doing a slightly different slant on coffee. Uh, and we've got Lex Thornley here from Blue Goose Coffee. Hi Lex. Hello. You've got, you bought machines with you. We've I had have. to plug in. We've, you know, the poor sound chap in the other rooms had to come in and Sl- Slightly concerned in. about the milk and if it goes all over the equipment, but yeah. hopefully uh, that won't. Yeah. Can I just ask you a question, Sue? Because apparently the way you can tell how how sort of, well, I think middle class is the word they use, <laughs> people are, is by the number of ways you can brew coffee in your house. <laughs> I don't have any ways to brew Really? Coffee. None at all? No. So don't no cafetiere? Coffee. Don't drink coffee at home. No cafetiere? Only if people visit. I, don't, I never but, get it out. But, okay, you have a cafetiere. No yeah, coffee in machine. the back of the cupboard. No, no coffee machine. No stove top. No, I don't know what that is. But you no. drink coffee, though? Uh, only out. Mm-hmm. See, never drink it at home. I find this. Am- I, I didn't really know that about you. No, I drink tea. How many? How many coffee machines do you have at home? I don't have any coffee machines at home. Oh, <gasps> oh. This is, this is Ollie, like, are we alone here? I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking like the sheer number is just terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So you rudely interrupted me there. Sorry, so sorry, uh, sorry. George Rumble has joined us as well from Frugalback. Hi, George. Hello. So George, you don't have a coffee machine at home. I don't have a coffee machine at home. No. Do you have a home? Um, I, at, the, at the present stage, I still live at home, but uh, me and my girlfriend are looking for a house at the uh, moment. Good. Well, you might have to have a coffee machine when you move, according to Ollie. Certainly. Mm. Do you drink coffee? I do drink coffee, yes. Yeah, that's good. Mm. It's interesting, though. But why, why don't you make it at home? Um, well, first of all, I only ever drink tea in the morning. I could never have a cup of coffee in the morning. I just, I just couldn't. Really? No, I just I couldn't cope with the hit, I don't think. Mm. So I always have like two or three cups of tea in the morning and then it gets to about 11 o'clock and then I could possibly manage a coffee, but I'm not at home then, I'm at work or out. And therefore, I I definitely don't drink coffee when I get in because it's like wine moment. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Or, you know, I've I've completely beveraged out. So when I come home in the evening, it's either a soft drink or, or, um, you know, a glass of wine. Hang on, what about Saturday or Sunday morning? No, I'll have to have tea in the morning. You see, I, I, it's impossible. I mean, okay, admittedly, I have two ridiculously early rising young children, and I, I, I could not get through Saturday or Sunday morning without having a coffee. I'll go out and get a coffee. Yeah, but that's probably because I don't have the right stuff at home to make a proper one. 
Yeah. Just never done it. If it, cafe's nearby, then it's kind of too tempting, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah. I, know, I, I, I live above have... a coffee shop at the moment. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll only have one <laughs> coffee a day, probably. Yeah. And actually, I'm, I'm, I am I'm like it milky, you see, so I like yeah. the sort of latte thing yeah. going on the cappuccino. You're British. Yeah. I am, well spotted. What, what, yeah. <laughs> what else would you expect? No, no. Yeah, and I'm, maybe I'm a generation where people don't really have coffee when I grew up. I can't remember coffee, really. Really? My grandparents absolutely would have coffee really? over the weekend. Well, and also for me, I was just brought up and it was um, instant coffee and I never liked it. I don't terrible. think it's very nice. Fair I think it's a fair call. Mm. Don't like coffee because of instant days. I think that's, yeah, that's generally... And that. so I never got into yeah. that. I never got into having... I'm about to move house, actually, so I might, I might indulge in a coffee machine. I, got, I have a friend who's a New Zealander who has one of those ridiculous machines... You know, and it, it is it is it is literally his pride and joy that he is able to essentially make barista quality coffee, and he's obsessed by it. And and it's it's it, it is like one of his, it is it's like a hobby for some people. Yeah, it's a, ri- it's, well, a lot of people call ritual. it ritual. Ritual, yeah, it's a ritual. It is it is like Sunday morning or whatever it is, and and taking your time and and a bit of a ritual. So now with you, with uh, with Blue Goose Coffee, you've bought a, a machine. I have. Is that like a what's his name George thing machine? Yeah, let's. Yeah, what's we, his name? Won't mention. Uh, Clooney. Oh, that's, that's, that's the Foreman. man. Yeah. No. <laughs> Chap that looks like me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he looks a lot like you. Actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the hair, isn't it? Um, yeah, it must be. Must be. Um, um, so, are those machines any good? So they are in good. General. So, so how do they work? How do the pod thing work? We'll go on to what you do in a minute. But yeah. how does the actual pod? So, can I just describe what we're looking, at? we're looking at? One of those machines where it has a water casket at, at the, the back. back. Yeah. And you pull a, a big handle, handle that makes it look like a handbag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Lock lock the capsule in when you pull it down. That's it. And then yeah. And then presumably when Barista you pull that style down, coffee at home. There we go. The, 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 there's like it punches the pod. Yeah, that's right. So three prongs come into the back of the pod. Right. And they um, push water through. Meanwhile, it's pushed against the front um, waffle grid, basically, you can call it. First. So when the capsule comes out, you can see the kind of waffle pattern on it. Yeah. So essentially, it's compressed into the brewing chamber. The water's pushed through at high, high temperature and, and um, pressure, and out pops a nice cup of coffee. So essentially, the cold water that you put at the back gets heated really, really, really quickly. Yeah, super quick. Super quick. I don't know how yeah. they do that. Um, and then it's forced through. Mm-hmm. So in essence, if you've got a cafetiere or whatever, mm-hmm. it's sort of the same thing. You're forcing the water yeah. passed through and then the water's absorbing yeah. the, the, the coffee beans or whatever. Exactly. So is it beans? It's not beans in those pods though, is it? It's grounds, ground coffee. It's ground. Basically. So it yeah. has been ground. Yeah. Um, and and then we've obviously got the issue of the, the pod pops out the back. Yeah. Front, whatever it is. Uh, into the, yeah, yeah. captured it below basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and there's a real issue about some of these pods, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, how many, I mean, George is responsible for all sorts of plastic. Yeah. Games, yeah. So I, I, I mean, has he donated I, any of his appearance fees? For, well, far be it for me to, to, um, <laughs> to diss the George, but, um, yeah. but yeah, so I, I think generally there's, um, the main brand, are we allowed to mention brand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we, yeah, we, we do. So, we're we're always up for being sued yeah, here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> aren't we? Mention. So they, they actually, um, I'm going to compliment here, so they, they probably will like it if they listen, is that they provide a recycling scheme where you get a bag, um, you can put the, the used capsules into that and either you exchange it with the courier when he drops them off or you can drop them off at collect plus or, or whatever it is so mm. so they do actually make it really easy to recycle these things but there's a there's a, a mixed reality between what the consumer apparently wants and we all know about the plastic um uh, demands for less plastic all of this you know more sustainable more eco but there's a difference between what's being demanded and an actual behavior at home and and that's one of the issues is that 
these are lovely, you know, and if you've got a machine like this, it's nice and clean, um, it's efficient, like the, the water heating is actually less, uh, is more efficient than um, putting the kettle on with loads of water in it, et cetera, et cetera. So there are benefits of these machines. In but the it's real. you've got to clear, clear all those horrible and grinds. That, isn't that annoying? Who likes That's that? That's why hang on, we talked the other week, you're putting them on your plants. Natural slug repellent. Mm, yeah, I, yeah I nice. Yeah. But people come and go, oh, would you like a coffee? And I'm like, oh, no, oh please, please don't. don't. <laughs> please don't say you want one. And then I'm like, oh, God, I got rid of those it coffee. It is guys. painful. Yeah. It is painful. But, um, Garden waste. So, so that's, I think, so that we've hit on a few things there. But the key thing with capsule machines is they're convenient, clean, and easy. You know, if you're running out the door um, and you want a, a coffee or if you come back at work. So I, I tend to, I'm a tea man in the morning sometimes. I, I shouldn't say that. Good. I know, okay. sorry. Sorry, everyone. Um, but, uh, it's quite nice. What I do is have a, probably have a tea to start with, then I'll have a filter coffee or an Aeropress or something like that. One of the gadgets we've got. Yeah, Ollie, the, obviously, I yeah. haven't got an Aeropress. I think I've uh, made one what, is it, what is an Aeropress? I'm sorry, I don't know what that is. It's made by the guy that designed the Aerobee. Do you remember those things that you lob, lob into the air? So, um, yeah, and they... He's, he You're looking blank. Circular frisbee with a oh, hole. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that was probably Orange. a better description than the, yeah. the thing that you lob. But yeah. anyway, um, I got it. I got it. He's a designer, basically, and so he designed this AeroPress where it's um, you're you're pushing the the air through the coffee, and it makes a bit more of a clean um, clean cup. Doesn't leave all the residue that cafetiers do, you know, at the bottom of that yeah. sludge at the ca- at the bottom of the cafetiere, um, depending on what filter you use. So it's it's quite a nice clean cut. It's quite really simple. You pop the puck of coffee out into um, compost bin, chuck it in the garden, or whatever you want, want to do with it. Um, so it's quite nice. Um, Nice cupper, basically. So I'll do that. And then towards the end of the day, either decaf or, or one of the, the pods is quite nice. So you just make a coffee with that. And why, why don't they do pods with tea in? They do. They do. Oh, do they? And I, I had one and I was and blown did. away because I, I, was, I was not expecting good things. But it was, it was amazing. Yeah, bearing in mind, you brew it for like 20 seconds. These things are, you know, oh, the water's... i definitely get through. one of those because obviously I'm a bit of a tea yeah. person. Yeah, well, yeah. There, there are quite a few tea um, pods out there and capsules, so... And they are decent. It is a thing. It is a thing. They are decent. And yeah. can you use it for a normal one of these machines? Um, yeah, the think? capsules can go in these machines. So, I mean, so the, you, you need to make sure, depending on which ones you yeah. buy. But. So, so with these machines, do they all take the same size pod or have they got different ones? Not necessarily. Even Nespresso have a range. They've got... Um, uh, there's an espresso, which is the the main range, the, the yeah. you know the, the most popular in the UK. But they've got commercial machines. They've got the new their new machine, which they've created because essentially the reason we and everyone can can create these pods is that they lost the court battle um, to a smaller um, the small guy won, um, yeah, and yeah. so that basically the the patent lapsed, or um, and um, essentially people could start manufacturing these things, which is why there was a flood of them into the shops and plastic capsules in particular, which but all the pods, even worse than aluminium yeah. in my opinion. But pods are all roughly the same size, all the for, same size. They all fit. The same yeah, there's different machine. machines, um, different brands, different machines. So it's there's never a given, but just generally, if you've got the the traditional drop through um, capsules, which are fit. What, what you know, Blue Goose is so, um, and that will fit all the traditional Nespresso machines, the first mm. market ones. Now, there's the Virtuo Plus, which is basically, in my opinion, just um, you're buying bubbles because it's centrifugally created bubbles and just don't do it. Okay, don't, don't do that. That's a bit of advice there. I think I'll be sued now from our Nespresso. coffee aficionado. Yeah, don't that's do that. your personal opinion you just expressed. Of course, yeah, of course, that's, it is. Fine. <laughs> so, so, um why did you start Blue Goose Coffee? I mean, there's loads of coffee 
Brandon? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that the real impetus was um, Nick, my co-founder. Um, we worked together already, but we wanted to kind of um, create a, a, a product and a, and a brand that can, we could scale because we it was a, a service-based offering marketing, um, which we still do now for clients. But we would do food, drink, and tourism. Basically, I'm, ba- I'm based down in Devon in, in Exeter, and there's a lot of tourism down there. Um, a lot of clients, a lot of hotels, and we were working with them. But we wanted to create something that we could scale and do everything that we were doing marketing-wise for ourselves as well so there was kind of a a two-pronged thing and we were looking at coffee going well it's a really saturated market obviously everywhere you know it's been around for hundreds of years all that kind of thing so but um we went to a um a waste disposal site um a commercial one done um in the south and and saw these capsules um mix of aluminium and plastic um, and it was horrific. It was kind of literally horrific. Um, these things are, are in, in, in my opinion, in our opinion, um, it, they're an environmental disaster waiting to be recognised, um, you know, alongside the, plas- the EU plastic bans. Yeah. Um, cotton buds and straws, you know, that's, that's fine, but we, that's obviously great progress, but capsules, you know, there's hundreds of billions of these um, being produced year-round, um, aluminium and plastic as well. So by the end of this year, they're anticipating, or the, the figure is, um, 59 billion will be produced of plastic capsules alone, let alone the aluminium ones, which obviously there's, there's even more billions of those going around. Um, and what I was saying earlier is that there's a, a kind of um, a difference between what the consumer is demanding and, and what they're doing at home. So uh, there's only 20, Espresso uh, have a, their um, public facing statement is about between 25 and 28% of people recycle their, or the, the capsules, they'll recycle their capsules. The rest of them, Just whether they go, go either landfill or incinerator. Goodness knows where they go, yeah. And, you know, landfill is 250, 300 years. Um, plastic capsules, 500 years in landfill at least. So mm. it's, you know, that's a lot of a lot of stuff going into places it shouldn't. So in your view, the, the reason why you started it was not necessarily for the coffee. It was actually to, 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 to try and... I think Make it was a, a coffee, it was like, oh, what can we do in coffee? But we didn't want to just jump into something yeah. and it's all the ethical kind of side of things as well from for Blue Goose, which um, I brought gifts. Um, I should show you the product, shouldn't I? We haven't really talked. So let's have a little look. So what we've done is we've gone beyond just the coffee. So the coffees, are, we've got three single origins um, in the capsules, which is quite hard because it's only five and a half grams of coffee. Um, so to make that quite punchy, um, what we say is it, it is designed as an espresso, which an espresso is um, by default of its name and, and everything. There's obviously the lungos and things that we've introduced as a blend as well to make it cut through the milk, if you mm. like milk, which you do. So um, the ethical sourcing side of things, that was really important to us. And what we've done is the um, the boxes are all sustainably sourced, normally FSC, which is obviously very well recognised, but also do a great job. The ink that we use is, is vegetable ink. Um, and uh, what we've done is pushed it something back up our supply chain where we've we've got our um, the box manufacturer to use plastic-free glue as well. So they're certified plastic-free glue with the, the wonderful pl- um, Plastic Planet, who are, who are absolutely brilliant. Sean and her team, amazing. Yes, we know Sean you know, very well, don't we? Yeah. She's been on the programme, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so we're, we're doing everything. We're going through the line, if you like, with everything that we're doing rather than just making a buck out of the, the, the green and environmental um, consumer. So, um, George, your take on it, because you're obviously a bit of a packaging aficionado yourself. They've really gone the whole hog, haven't they, for everything? Yeah, I mean, um, certainly created a a great brand. uh, And it's clear that throughout the supply chain, obviously, you've tried to um, incorporate as 
you know, be as sustainable as you can. Um, so it looks great. Um, I think um, you mentioned the the George Dis, uh, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> is not um, is not the same sort of product ca- category. Um, it's sorry, it's not the same type of um, uh, usage. I would say, uh, obviously, for the machines, it's going to be at home or mm. or somewhere where we're looking at a more sort of on the go product. So. Um, well, we will yeah. certainly get onto that that in a minute. Do you think we should taste some though, George? Because because to be honest, absolutely, it's all in the taste, isn't I, it? I would love to, and and that is the thing. I'm you can just, have I'm all of now. these credentials, can't you? Um, but actually, oh, don't make it worse. Yeah. People aren't going to rebuy the stuff unless um, and you know, yeah. unless it tastes amazing. Yeah. So, as, what, as, what, as so what so what we're going to taste first? Then? So we're going we're going to try an um, Ethiopian Yurgachev. Which is um, so Ethiopia is the birthplace of coffee, and the blue goose is a, a native species of the Ethiopian highlands, which is where the blue goose um, comes in. And um, we're supporting them through our charities as well. There's um, Bali National Park, which is the Highlands um, Conservation Project, as well, and then um, water charities in, in Ethiopia. So Ethiopia really runs through our well, for, first and foremost, our brand, but also. Um, this one won a, a Witch Best Buy in the first week it was out, which was quite stunning, but it meant we went straight out of stock. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't predict that as a small startup. So. No. Um, so here we go. We've got our little machine. So I'll turn it. Anybody who's got one, one of these spilling. at home knows, knows how so these all works. So oh, look, it's got a little nice, I mean, not, not nice look, glass. I love there. the little Guinness oh, effect. There we go. Here we so. go. In, in the background, you can hear that going. So uh, we're making a whole, oh, look, all coming out now. Um, you're going to taste. Sound, isn't it? Are you going to taste first? It's kind of a ritual sound if you're if you're into in an espresso. So what you've got it's there nice. is so you, you've done it in, in the double chamber glass yeah. thing, which I love actually. So I drink my tea out of these things, and I just think they are they're so elegant. But they the are. only danger with them is, which my wife always complains about, is you hold it and you assume it's cold. I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm handing it to you. Oh, thank you, thank you. Right, I'm going to have a slow. Sue's going in first. Right. So if you. Um, roll it around your hand a little bit so just getting the, the different tastes because coffee settles in different ways so if you just roll it it mixes that nicely as well um, a, and like, what, a bit like you would with wine yeah exactly yeah, a, bit, it is, a little it bit is, aerated literally a little bit. you can be poncy with coffee like wine if, if you choose to I wouldn't Hollywood because he's middle class don't do it don't do it um, so yeah so you can choose to do that but um, essentially with this one uh, a, a true yoga chef is very floral very tea like so you might actually it might be the, the, the go to for you Sue but um, what we have to do in, in the capsule is Good. do a little bit of a darker tint to it in, in terms of taste um, rather than rather than the visual sorry tint's not the, the best way to use but in terms of taste you need it to cut through because it's single origin they, single origin, five and a half grams, not a lot. So you need to make it quite kind of. You this need is to roast pretty it punchy. Do you like it? Is that good? I do actually. I, I, but but the amount of creme you've got on the top of it is is impressive. Yeah. I mean, often, you know, when you make coffee at yeah. home, it's hard it to just, get that. It just goes away. I know. It? I know. Just, I know. Yeah. yeah. Where's it gone? But the, Where's the it gone? pleasure, the pleasure when it actually, I have one of those ridiculous Italian machines, and occasionally when it works, I'm like, yeah, result. Yeah. But most of the time, I'm like. Oh. Yeah, you know. So, what ridiculous Italian machine have you got? Wife, have you got one that's huge, me, no, it's not huge, like a Chrysler? No, 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 no. It's 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 sort of a, it's like an A4 footprint by an A4 height. Right. So it's it's a it's a Rancillo, um, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And my wife gave it to me one 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 birthday, um, and I spent the last twelve years trying to work out how to use it. And I still don't think I've worked it out. And I think had maybe you, get, you need these pods because I that's. I know, I know. Do you reckon? Well, I just the next I, machine came along and you moved yeah, on. Yeah. I know. Mm. So I have got I have got presents for everyone. I have got presents. So I hear 
that Ollie prefers a, a, an Illy um, beans, but I've got him a Cafe Saolo, which is the other coffee that where we started our story. Don't basically. spoil him. So there's um, a, a great don't, taste award winning. He steals. He steals stuff as it is when yeah, when guests great, come along. It? You don't. You're not <laughs> supposed to do well. that. And and yeah. some uh, uh, the range of blue goose, obviously. But Lovely. if you don't have the machine, just give it. No, to my my brother does, and I think he uses ah. the dreaded N word. So uh, I think maybe I can convince go. him to be the more N word being Nespresso. And mm. finally, I've got I've um basically offset your carbon so these guys are in uh, based in iceland and um i've uh, removed seven kg of unavoidable co2 emissions per month for half a year so I've, i'm presenting that formally to the, the thank food you on behalf of we Wales. will we will frame that thank you very much so they actually direct air capture so they're sucking carbon out of the atmosphere rather wow. than just planting a few trees and saying we're doing good for the for the world so we're as a company we're looking at even though we're small and cash flow wise everything we've got to be quite careful but those guys are doing amazing things. And for me, by the time you've grown a tree and all the elements and water, everything that needs to go into building, a, you know, growing a big tree, you could suck a whole load of carbon out of the atmosphere. So I think mm. that's potentially the future. And that's obviously a big really debate these days as well. Very good. So there's, there's a little code on the back where you can, where you can initiate it. Or you oh, can okay. save me some Thank money you. and don't. Yes, we will do. <laughs> George, what do you think of the coffee? I think it's delicious, yeah. Very nice. Hey, good man. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what we're like on the Food Talk Show? We don't say we like something if we no, don't. No, no. We tend to... We well, I say that more than you, don't I, guess? word. I don't actually like that. Seed lip. Mm. It's the one I think you still, you still oh. haven't recovered. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I try and like it, but I don't like it. What's that black thing you got in front of you, then? That's the milk thing. That is the milk thing. What if is you that, wanted then? some milk thing. So it's a milk frother. I'm going to have a little bit of milk so, in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a tiny bit. Or some milk frother. So it's... Um... So it's a funky thing that lights up. Looks really cool. I, I mean, no, sorry. What it's designed for is um, it basically the cappuccino effect um, or a, a uh, okay. flat white. So you can either, either put loads of foam in it and recreate a cappuccino or just put a little bit of a... Is, of... is that made by Nespresso, is it? No, it's not. Is it's, it, not. it's rather nice it's, one, actually. It's very cool, isn't it? So yeah. it's, um, is that made if by... You, if, you lift, if you look up, you'll see the, the milk spinning around. If you can see the... Uh, centrifugally. Like, centrifugal. No, 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 no. But um, no, so it's nice, but you can eat, you can either heat it or, or keep it cold. So if on, on a, uh, a hot day, you can have a little, nice little iced coffee. So, it's um, not a bad idea. Yeah. Who's that made by? Uh, it's AI Cook. Never heard of no, that. No, neither. Have you got I. one of those? You've got no, everything in your I house. Haven't. Everything. No, I haven't at the moment. I'm, I'm in temporary accommodation. I've got nothing. Uh, I'm really struggling. Well, while you're frothing, yes. um, George, uh, talk to me about Frugal Pack because obviously you're in the same, in a way, you're in the same sort of business um, as, as Lex. Um, and uh, as far as I'm aware, it's the only paper cup that can be recycled as part of the mainstream waste process. Why is that important? Um, it's very important. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, it, sorry, it's very important because what it enables us to do is play our part in the circular economy. Mm. So if I can um, take a step back and l- let you know a little bit about yeah, Frugal Pack. Yeah, please do. Um, Thank you. Frugal Pack, uh, as it is now, um, started in around 2016 and we brought the Frugal Cup to market in 2019. Uh, the concept is... Uh, innovating the manufacturing process. So the cup is actually made uh, very uniquely. Uh, most cups on the market are made in uh, a, a traditional sense, uh, the, the same process, mm. regardless of the material. Um, whereas the innovation behind the frugal cup was to make 
make it easily recyclable and also a design that enables us to incorporate um, 96% recycled content, which is the, the paper aspect of the product. So, so most of these types of disposable um, paper cups have to have some type of lining b- b- because essentially they're paper and paper absorbs liquid. So, so, And the real issue with it is it's the lining that can't, be separated from the paper that's the that's the recycling issue isn't it so you can have it you can have a great paper cup but you can't really have coffee you can't really have some hot liquid in it because because you can't serve it um, and it's this lining that's the issue is that right that's correct yes so um as as you've rightly said in order for a coffee cup to function as it as it's supposed to um it needs that waterproof barrier um Typically, that's been a, a polyethylene lining. Um, it's extruded onto um, virgin paperboard, which is um, sized and treated in order to make it robust uh, and a, a waterproof um, product. So what, so what you've done is you've... Um, the way that you've approached this really is, OK, so how can we make a lining that can be separated out easily? Because that's the issue, isn't it? It's trying to separate, separate those two things out in a, in a single sort of item yeah that is the issue yeah so um with the existing type of product the it's it becomes a compound material yeah. so it's plastic and paper very, and you can't you can't separate it yeah it, it it can be um it can be separated but it's a very energy intensive and um, time consuming yeah, process which, which rather ruins the point of it really doesn't it so so this has uh, got it's almost like it's got a you can see the lining, can't mm-hmm. you? Uh, um, and then presumably what you've been trying to do is, is 96% recycled board. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the normal waste stream process, this is is easily um, separated. Yeah, so the design behind the product is to fit in with an existing waste infrastructure that we've got. Yeah. Typically, paper mills run um, a dwell time of uh, the, the pulping phase of around 20 minutes. Um, so if you've got... Um, a virgin material cup that's tightly bonded to um, plastic or another type of um, barrier, typically that's not going to separate within that time frame. Um, So the use of recycled um, paperboard makes it more porous, uh, it absorbs water in better, uh, and with the liner being made as a separate entity, uh, they separate and you've got one single piece that can be um, filtered. That's pretty smart. What do you reckon, Ollie? But so, so the machine, the machine is able to assess that. Is that right? I mean, I, I'm really intrigued. You made the comment earlier about going to a recycle centre. Mm. I've never been to. Have one. you not? That's fascinating. No, I'd be really fascinated. So, mm. so what you're saying is that the machines that take this, so all the all the paper falls into one area for them to turn it into. That's right. Yeah. So you'll get an, a huge machine, a huge sort of conveyor belt, mm-hmm. mostly with um, uh, human beings uh, separating out stuff by hand. I mean, it's a pretty ghastly place to work. Um, it stinks, um, and that uh, there will then be different areas where different types of materials are, are then dealt with. Is that fair to say? That That's, is fair. I mean, to I'm being say, yes. hugely but, but, simplistic. But if they know that most of these cups are not um, recyclable. Could they not just be separate? Might they not be separated at that point when they come down the line? Um, that's that's a very true um, possibility. Um, 
typically cups are are rejected so it is a challenge that we are trying to overcome with recyclers in, in identification if i can sort of draw your attention to uh, some of the features on the on the product as you rightly said you can quite clearly see um the liner so yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a distinguishing feature which is unique in in terms of the paper coffee cup market um we've try to keep uh, this is our uh, recycling exclamation mark with the frugal roundel so you can you've got uh, an icon that, that can be spotted easily on a, on a, on a map. exactly yes yeah. yeah yeah so so that's what will happen people will separate stuff by hand the problem with most waste places as well is that so much stuff gets contaminated mm. um, and so so much stuff gets rejected doesn't it because it's contaminated with other things that's right yes mm. and and I'll you know being up front um, th- there is a possibility that cups can be uh, rejected regardless of the type but that's part of our approach to the waste infrastructure mm. um, and the waste industry is that engagement piece um, and is most so if you look at the kind of people where this is going to make a difference and this is where you, you know one realises that this is the flip of Starbucks and the flip of costas of this world and mcdonald's is that they've probably got their own infrastructure around recycling so if you can get mcdonald's to use these kinds of things you can make a big impact is that is that is that where your focus is uh, it'd be about price though unfortunately yeah, yeah so to answer your question um not at this stage right. um we we started manufacturing the product in 2019 so our approach has been to start with um smaller independent cafes um, we're now working with universities uh, and leisure attractions. So what we're doing is um, kind of building outwards uh, in build up to the, those larger volume clients. Get your infrastructure right first. And are you trying to then, so let's take it a leisure facility, are you then trying to make the connection between the leisure facility and the recycling facility so that they know that all the cups that come out of there are recycled? Was that part of the game? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've uh, created some partnerships with some uh, recycling companies, uh, particularly a success across London. Uh, for example, Bywater's recycling company, uh, they partnered on this cup here, uh, which is for the um, LSE, London School of Economics. So Bywater's are absolutely huge. I mean, they're an amazing place, actually, they're, and they're doing some quite groundbreaking stuff. And if you walk around their facility, it's absolutely huge. I presume then if they know that this is coming in, then 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 the guys are trained on, on actually spotting that. Well, they, they recognise um, the cups absolutely because mm. they were um, they partnered in, in creating those. Yeah. Um, they really endorsed the product, you know, as an easy-to-recycle um, cup. Um, the the products at, at this stage are still kind of collected as a coffee cup single stream. Um, mm. And the reason being is we're still developing that infrastructure and that awareness mm. um, at, at this early stage as a company. But what I really like, Ollie, is, is, is that what George and his team are doing is, is they're saying this is how it works. How do we get into the way it works already mm. and and it is really difficult to change behavior isn't it and and, and it's, okay. it's quite a pragmatic approach mm. i think no completely and but I mean, what's interesting is i think that you know we've talked about this before but the idea that consumers need to understand more about the where the where the, the pain points are yeah. and it's you know look we all try and you know separate our recycling and, and do the right thing but it's I mean, look, it, it requires innovation at all ends of the spectrum, from consumers, from the waste facilities, from the partnerships with the people at LSE. I mean, it's great that you're... Lex, have you got some thoughts? Is, I do. George is doing some amazing work. Yeah, yeah, but we're, we're in the same space, really, where we can see, because we're going to the waste um, um, sites and and understanding it, working with, I mean, for us, we're, we're working with Exeter University and their plastic waste team, and, and or they've, they've got a project down there, a government-funded project. So... It, I think the key thing is 
we're in transition where the whole um, Blue Planet, David Attenborough effect is like, wow, you know, that hit big time. It's not going to be overnight that they've got the solutions because until now, councils don't really have the financial kind of, um, uh, well, they don't have the finances mm. and and the drive to bring in that new innovation because they're not into NPD, they're into, you know, providing the service. But what, I, what I'm hopeful of is, and with our compostable capsules, uh, it goes into food waste. Um, at the moment, it's not home compostable, and maybe I shouldn't be saying that because a lot of consumers want that. But what I was saying um, before was that there's less than 1% of households in the UK have a compost pile. And of those people, probably not a lot know how to do it, you know, how to do composting properly. That's therefore not the solution to um, the climate change issue and, and everything at, that at we're facing. Yeah. So at the moment, exactly. Mm. So I think that's the key thing is that we need waste processing, whether it's council driven, whether it's new, um, you know, companies benefiting commercially, because we need those companies mm. to, to, to inject the MPD and the finances into MPD and bring out these new products. That, that then the transition will be, you know, within a decade, hopefully, or shorter, hopefully, there will be solutions because there's a there's a, an opportunity to make money, which sounds really, really quite full on, but no. uh, a little bit shallow. But we need that no, opportunity for, for new products and new, people to, new changes. Yeah, to so, move yeah. into the space. And I think that's where we're at at the moment, that real transition. So why isn't this compostable at home? It is, I should I should clarify, it is compostable at home as long as it's the right conditions. So it's all about the, the local environment in that compost pile. Could I put it in a wormery? Yes. Oh. Yeah, potentially, yeah. So um, as long as the, he- what, we, what we say is as long as a compost pile is healthy and you're looking after it in the ways that a compost pile needs, then it will, we've, we've got, I've got images as well, I won't show you now, but of um, 11 to 16 weeks of it breaking down. And we're doing tests at the moment as well with hot bins, which are basically... Oh, they're really interesting. Yeah, yeah, fascinating things. I really so, want one. They're beasts. So we're doing a lot of testing just to say, look, although it might not be certified at the moment, it can be home composted. And we've got actually some of our customers testing those in, in um, uh, they're rotating two-year bins and things like that. So he's taking loads of photos, one example. So, But I think the key thing is for consumers as well as to understand that we are in that transition period. And, and these technologies, while they not, might not be amazing now or, or, or perfect now, there's that understanding now, there's that commercial opportunity. And you're laying the platform and the foundations for other people to come and build on it and for you to develop yeah, as well. Yeah. And if you don't start at this point, then, then that doesn't follow on, Yeah, does it? yeah. And I think it's all about closed system as well. So there are different schemes going on um, where as long as the consumer's putting the, the product in the right place, in the right bin, that can be collected and dealt with. Like First Mile we work with in London who are great mm. as well. They, they deal with you know pretty much any product or any any type of waste. And we do that with the hotels that we, we work with as well um, who are all looking to go even more sustainable whenever they can. Um, and so we're working with quite a lot of um, hotels around the world in the West Country as well, some some lovely ones. And they're looking for solutions. And of course, on in, you know, you've got hundreds of people drinking coffee capsules that are compostable capsules every every night. You need somewhere to put them. They're yeah. either doing their own composting. They've got a commercial composter on site. So Bhutan, for example, quite random, but Six Senses Bhutan are, are taking our product, and they've got their own composting facilities on site people in the Maldives, hotels in the Maldives, they've got their own composting systems. So there are systems out there, mm. but council in the UK or the council system in the UK is super complicated and diverse. There's 39 different yeah, ways. And the other and thing is that. you've got a waste contract with somebody for 10 years. So yeah. it's really hard for a council to yeah. suddenly say, I want you to do this, that and the other because the contract's written 
in blood, so yeah. to speak, for you know for a decade. So well, there's a lot of hurdles, but yeah. George, um, just to finish off the program. So, so what do you see the future for Frugal Pack? I mean, there's there's so many things that you can do. Yeah, I mean, um, you mentioned uh, First Mile. We've we've also got a partnership with yeah. them, which is something we've offered our offered our customers an inclusive sort of postback service for those areas outside of their collection remit. Um, so. In terms of looking at the future, we're developing more and more partnerships with councils and recycling companies. Um, we're also an, an innovator and machine builder. So mm -hmm. the intellectual property of the you know um, world unique machine that's making these products is 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 Frugal Pack's um, invention. And I hope you've got that all tied up. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> legally <Careful>. so tight <laughs> nobody can go anywhere near it <laughs> yeah. but um but yeah we're, we're looking at um or we've we've invested in some uh, life cycle analysis on the cups as well to look at the overall uh environmental mm. impact of the product which is good um come out really well uh and also we're looking to develop new products um there's something coming to market fairly soon so exciting to look out for very good well Exciting. I, I do think this is one of the most interesting areas of. of I do. I mean, we, we were talking about it last week as well, weren't we? And um, it seems to me that, that, that the smaller businesses are the ones who are having the great ideas and just it's just trying to get them all to market. Isn't it? But it's interesting. You know, at Hearst, we do a lot of stuff in the world of fashion, and, you know, people like Reebok and Puma are now coming up with, you know, shoes that are made from 100% recycled plastic. Mm. And, you know, people like Pozu have, might have innovated in that area or VJ and others, but ultimately Allbird, you know, the fundamentally, you know, what's great is the small brands lead and, mm. and, the, and, and create a movement. And look, we need a movement. We don't need niche stuff. So the more mainstream the stuff goes, mm -hmm. the better for the planet. Yeah. Well, consumers want that. And yeah, if they, they flock to the small brands, yeah. the big brands are going to go and re react. And that's yeah. exactly what they're doing. Yeah. They've got to, to Agreed. survive. Well, thank you very much to um, two very inspiring people, Lex Thornley of Blue Goose Coffee and George Rumble of Frugal Pack. Thank you for bringing that all in. Nice bit of coffee there. Very nice bit of coffee. Mm. Um, you've been listening to the Food Talk Show. Did you want to say something else before I wonder? No, I was about to say, I think you're going to clearly buy a coffee maker when you do that. <laughs> well, if I can Between get one us. that does tea, if they've got good tea pods, I mm. definitely prefer oh, that. It's there's a bit of MPB for, for us to think about. So. Yes, please. Uh, yeah, if you do a recyclable pod with tea in, I'll be your first okay, customer. Okay, noted. First customer. I'm going to hold you to that. And I'll make sure it's in my business as well, so I'll make my staff drink it all. Uh, you've been listening to the Food Talk Show, which is syndicated to radio stations across the UK and further afield, as well as being available on Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, and the podcast app on your phone. Thank you to my fellow presenter, Ollie Lloyd. And if you want to recommend any future guests, uh, somebody doing amazing things like uh, Lex and George, uh, please get in touch with us via Twitter on at Food Talk Show. And if you want to listen to any of our hundred of podcasts or find out more about Blue Go Goose, can't say it, coffee, and Frugal Pack, go on to foodtalk.co.uk or via Speciality Food Magazine website uh, where we're on the homepage. So I think I might tuck into a bit more of my coffee with that frothy milk thing, which frothy, is pretty yeah. funky. funky. Very <laughs> pretty funky. funky. Um, and I hope you have a good week. Bye-bye. <laughs>